Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, and as always, you can download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. We have a fun show planned today, lots of cool stuff. We're going to talk about contributing to WordPress core. I want to give a quick hiring shout out, a company called Awesome Motive. You may be familiar with that company. They own um, properties like WP Beginner, Optin Monster, Monster Insights. They're hiring and looking for senior engineers. So check them out. Syed Dalki is the owner of that company. Super cool, smart dude. You've certainly seen him in a WordCamp or two around the way. Um, but check out Awesome Motive if you're looking for a new career. So uh, again, to kind of kick us off in today's topic, we're going to be covering an insider's guide to contributing to WordPress core in meaningful ways, and that's an important part of the show. Um, and in order to do that, we're going to be interviewing often host and also a WordPress core committer, uh, Anthony Burchell, to the show. Anthony, welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome, and, and uh, it's always interesting as we kind of switch seats sometimes in the, the host and guest seat. Um, Anthony helps with Press This uh, when I'm unavailable to do that week's show. Anthony's a host. You've also heard Stephen Ware do this and other people, um, but we wanted to really spend this week talking about how you, uh, what are the opportunities available for you to contribute to WordPress core? Now, many people, of course, talk about, well, look, WordPress benefits my business, so it's kind of nice to give back. 
but it's oftentimes difficult to learn necessarily how to do that and also really how to do that in a meaningful way. How do you do it in a way that's going to have an impact and matter? And there's a lot of benefits in my view from doing this. Um, one, of course, it's nice to give back, but you also gain a lot of friendships, relationships, and partnerships that can both help you grow professionally and personally. And I've actually experienced this myself and can attest to the commercial and the personal value I get out of giving back to WordPress. And a lot of the topics we're actually going to cover here today don't even mean you have uh, the ways you can contribute. You don't have to be a developer. And I think that's another thing, kind of a myth people think about when they think about giving back to WordPress. So we're going to cover all those topics today. Anthony, do we have enough time to do that? I think we may. We'll see. Okay, okay. Well, race to the end. There's so many opportunities. We probably don't, but we'll do our best to cover all the highlights, but also to give you some insights and strategies um, that you can use to make sure that your contributions do have an impact and do matter. And I think that's also important as you think about what you're going to do. All right. So, Anthony, um, I, you know, I don't even know if I know the answer to this. And you and I work together every day. What is your WordPress origin story? Yeah, uh, my origin story. I, I'm usually the one to ask this question. It's kind of nice to answer it, right? Uh, so I remember WordPress version 2.7, 2.8. I think 2.8 is when I started using it. I was 17 years old, um, a budding lad. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I was working at an agency at the time, and, and we needed a CMS to, to build websites. And actually, back then, it was kind of weird to use WordPress as a website builder. Like, that's when the CMS... Uh, name started becoming more and more important and uh, yeah what version was custom post types do you recall that oh man I don't remember I know that, that <laughs> was uh, it was 2010 was the year but it was uh, this one was of, 08 when I started using okay so, gotcha yeah. gotcha gotcha I know that was a critical point as people thought about WordPress as a CMS that's why I thought to ask you that um, okay, so in actual matter of fact, just for everyone listening, next week's episode, we're going to cover, we're going to interview someone who just made the decision about settling on WordPress as their CMS. So I'm actually really excited about that one to get his insights and what went through his mind. But that's interesting to hear yeah. that also about your origin story. So um, you've been contributing to WordPress um, for, a, for a good while um, and in different levels and uh, levels of contribution and roles. Um, but you just recently kind of took on a new role in um, your contributions to WordPress Corner. I know you're still getting your sea legs and like trying to get good at your new thing, uh, but maybe you could share with everyone um, what is your role in WordPress Core today? Yeah, so I have a few few roles, but the, the one I think you're alluding to is a, a core committer uh, role. And and that role is is uh, uh, the, the duties of it are, are to kind of shepherd tickets and actually commit the code to uh, to the the repo. Uh, so I'm, I'm, as you stated, I'm pretty new to it still. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm working, getting my sea legs, trying to, to learn the ropes. Uh, when you're a new committer, you kind of have to go through a certain level of uh, uh, processes before you can just, you know, willy nilly leave, <laughs> put code into WordPress. So I'm not, not yet doing that. But yeah. Uh, and my other role that I'm, I'm, I'm probably spending way more time in is uh, as a maintainer of the media component. So that, that entails uh, many things like uh, contributing code, sh uh, also shepherding tickets, just the same, but, uh, but more focused on the media uh, or as it relates to media. Um, yeah, so that's, that's sort of where I'm focused. Nice, nice, nice. So, so a, a simple way of thinking about your committer role is you, you're, you, uh, you hover over the big blue commit button. And I don't know if it's blue, but I just assume so because of the, the WordPress connection there. 
But um, so that's pretty in, in, in a pretty insider role, and you played an instrumental role um, with helping to get Gutenberg out the door and other things. And so, really wanted to take the time today to kind of pick your brain for everybody else thinking about similar journeys, um, so that way you could let them know um, exactly what they should be considering when thinking about their contributions. So um, I think a lot of folks, when they think about contributing, think about it in the development sense. So let's start there. What are the most common ways a developer or engineer could contribute to WordPress or WordPress core? So yeah, there, I, I see it in uh, a couple ways. Uh, there's there's all kinds of, of, of uh, different components of, of building WordPress. Like we have build tools, we have tests and things like that. So you can contribute in those areas if that's where, where you, you get your spark. Uh, but, but typically contributors are, are, are submitting code, they're submitting patches that fix issues. And uh, and there's also the, the documentation. Uh, that's, a, that's a big thing where, where it also requires a level of, of coding skills uh, because when you're doing the inline documentation you have to actually write that in code and create a patch and push that along uh, but I see that in like a couple tracks is core and, and documentation so I, I know I mean the way it's like WordPress make.wordpress.org is um, the site you go to to kind of learn how this process works and everything but from the high level help people understand like generally like what are the tools involved with you know doing a, getting a ticket what is that what is the system that does that and then um, what other tools would be relevant for them in, in their journey for learning in terms of contributing? I know, again, it's detailed on make.wordpress.org, but maybe give us a little bit of insight. Yeah, I can give you a quick high level. Uh, uh, actually, I can give you, uh, I, I recently set up a brand new environment. And basically what I had to go through there is exactly the same journey journey a new contributor would have to go through. And, and really what that entails is that you need a development environment that is uh, built to the WordPress standard. So if you look at, there's a, uh, some people build their local environments on their computers, some people have servers that they use for this sort of uh, development environments. Uh, the recommended approach is using this uh, thing called VVV, varying, varying vagrants. It's really hard to say the name. I always flip on it every time. Um, but, but what it does is it sets up a local environment using uh, VirtualBox and, uh, and Vagrant uh, to, to give you a local instance. And, and the great thing about VVV is it is the exact standard that every single developer is using to contribute code. Uh, me personally, I have a little bit of a different configuration, but that's just given my needs. Um, but yeah, typically that's the way to go. Awesome, and I wanna pick your brain again on this a little bit more, but we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. What if you had access to analytics from the most visited sites on the web? Think about real-time sales and signups from Amazon and Netflix, stats and engagement from Slack and HubSpot, all on one patented platform. That's Nacho Analytics. Nacho is perfect for details on your product design and development, instant for influencer info, and fantastic for real-time financial figures. Level the playing field today for your business with Nacho. What are you doing? All this nacho talk got me hungry. Level the playing field today for your business with nachoanalytics.com. Seriously? Or It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. 
Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit intendedpodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, marketing on purpose. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Let's press forward with more Press This only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. We're in the middle of our episode, An Insider's Guide to Contributing to WordPress Core with core committer, Anthony Bruchel. Anthony, right before the break, you were telling us a little bit about VVV and uh, setting up your Vagrant, essentially, for the purpose of contributing to core. Are there any other core technologies you think people should be familiar with as they start thinking about um, that journey? Yeah, to, to expand on that just a little bit more. Um, so... so uh, once you have your local environment, you need to create patches. And, and what's great about this is that there are tons of build tools for you to, one, download a patch and then apply the patch. Um, so uh, it, the, the WordPress uses Grunt for a lot of the build, uh, build steps and, and creating patches and, and pulling down patches. So you can actually run a really quick command straight from Vagrant that just says Grunt patch colon and then the number of the patch. And what it'll do is it'll pull down the most recent patch submitted from that ticket and apply it to your environment. And then all you have to do is run Grunt again, and it builds it up, and then you can test that ticket. Or if you want to make your own, you can use SVN to push out the ticket and create the patch. But what's great is there's a handbook in on uh, make.wordpress.org, and this handbook gives you very clear step-by-step uh, instructions on how to set up your environment and how to create patches, how to test patches. It has a, a, a case for almost every kind of contribution, and it's really verbose. So I, lo- I love it. So I know when people first start getting into contributing to core, you, you used an acronym there that often surprises people when they hear about this, SVN versus uh, GitHub. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure someone who hasn't been through this before that's listening now was like, why SVN and not, not GitHub? It helped me, and I'm sure part of its legacy, but just maybe you give us a little bit of insight there. Yeah, so like the, the big thing I think that we're trying to preserve is the code history. Um, so because of SVN and all the commit messages, um, you can very clearly see line by line when a change was made, what ticket caused that change, and 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 kind of get a frame of what happened there. Uh, if let's say we cut the cord and we moved over to something like GitHub, we have to make sure that that history is still preserved because it's a very important part of the diagnosing and testing and, and the development flow. So that's why we use SVN. And and I will say to make everyone feel better, I Google almost every SVN command that I'm about to make, or I use a man page in the terminal because it's just I don't use it on my day-to-day usually. 
Yeah, that makes sense in preserving that history. Maybe someone could propose moving to get and then doing all the work to preserve all those messages. Maybe I think, somebody, I think somebody did. Here. Oh, did they? Did they? Okay. Yeah, 10UP uh, has, okay. has volunteered to to undertake the 10UP and I believe Yoast uh, have, have volunteered to dedicate resources to uh, exploring how we can go to Git instead of GitHub instead of, or Git, just Git-based. Okay. Well, Yoast will be on in early June on Press This. So I'll ask him that. We'll see if you just committed him to doing something that he didn't mean to commit Yeah, to. that's, that's an expensive lie, huh? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that good. Thank you for sharing that, Anthony. I think helps you know folks orienting there. I think one of the other things is people uh, think about contributing code or even go to contribute code is you know worrying that their code's going to get accepted. And there's a ton of people, of course, wanting to contribute. And there's you know there's there's uh, descriptions and make.wordpress.org that explain how it works and and kind of your best chances of contributing in a way not in just a meaningful way but a way that's accepted. But I'm just curious from your perspective, like what's your advice for someone that's like, look, I tried this before, my code didn't get accepted, or I'm a little concerned about that and wasting my time. Like what, what should people be thinking about in their overall strategy there? When, when I was new, uh, a question I asked myself is, am I being annoying? Um, and, and, and what I mean by that is, is uh, there's, there's a development cycle, right? And, and uh, there are many people that are tasked with, or not even tasked, they're volunteering to, to focus on a certain thing and bring something across the line. And I always felt like, well, if I'm giving this code that does something that's completely not on track with what everyone's talking about or what everyone's doing, that it, 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 it probably won't get pushed across the line because it, it's not that it's annoying, it's just that it's not the right time for certain issues. So I may have a really great feature that can change all of WordPress and make the web a better place, but it may not be the right time because it could break things. It, we don't know the impact of it and there haven't been enough eyes on just that, that whatever the issue may be in theory. Uh, but so the best way to get something uh, across the line is to look at what the focus is for the current release. There are two different releases. There's the minor and the major that are always being worked on at all times. And, and for the minor, you can't really make great big code changes because a minor version should not add new files and it shouldn't, it, there's a certain criteria for, for minor releases versus major. And a major release is a little bit easier to get things into because it, it, it's, it's being built as we go and you can merge that in and, 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 uh, and, and take it across the line. But uh, the, the scope of the release is usually defined. So for 5.3, there's a lot of focus right now on accessibility bugs. And, and if I were giving advice today on the best way to get a, a patch in is to look at accessibility bugs. Those are almost guaranteed to get in if there is a, a good fix applied, right? Um, but maybe uh, having some kind of new crazy feature is not going to get there uh, without the right conversations being had. So make sure that your changes are incremental, not, not massive. I've seen people have success as well offering to help people that were working on major initiatives. Um, have you seen that be successful, at least in terms of at least getting your feet wet um, with, with contributing? Maybe it's not your pull request this merge, but somebody else's, but you know, it's kind of this opening step to basically say, hey, I'm, I'm happy to help you with that if you need some help. It looks like that's a interesting problem to tackle. Yeah, so there, there are big initiatives happening across the project. Uh, if you go to make.wordpress.org, you'll see there's a, there's a landing page that has the different sections of, of, of the, the uh, project that you can get involved in. So there's like documentation, themes, plugins, community. All of these uh, uh, different segments have a room in, in the WordPress Slack channel. And if you want to look into that, you can go to WordPress. Uh, you can just Google WordPress Slack chat and it'll, it'll give you instructions on how to get into the room. Um, 
but but if if you go to those rooms, you'll see, and you can very you can even ask it at any point in time. You can go to the room and ask, what is the current focus of this this component or this this project, uh, and is if, if there is there anything that I can help in? That's a great way to get yourself inserted into the community. I think for me, and um, I haven't contributed to WordPress Core, but I've certainly um, been been with people in that journey. Um, I think that for me, I would actually tell people to start there. Just start lurking in the Slack channel. Start reading those conversations. Start going to the weekly meetings. Um, you can read through all the tickets. You can read through all the documentation. Um, but just participating in those conversations also is a great way just to learn what's going on. Um, but as you pointed out, to also gives you a little chance to like raise your hand and offer to help or at least ask for guidance on what the focus is and, and what people are working on. Yeah, in the dev chat, there's a dev chat once a week, um, every single Wednesday at 2100 UTC. Uh, the core dev chat happens, and and that's a really good place for you to. Uh, what I what I highly recommend: lurk then post. Uh, first, watch a watch a meeting happen, and maybe join the next week, and then start contributing to the conversation. Unless you have something really important to say, say it. If if it's relevant to what what's burning in your mind, definitely participate, and don't feel shy to do that. Uh, but I, I encourage first watching and then and then participating. Um, but in that dev chat, what I would recommend is is reading the notes from the dev chat, reading the previous week notes and reading the agenda for the day if you're joining one because that'll very clearly outline what is being discussed and that'll probably give you a really good indicator of what the focuses are for those minor and major versions that's really interesting because like my instinct would have been to like jump in there and my first post basically be a lengthy one complaining about everything that the in wordpress that i might dislike is that not the right way to go about that, that? sounds like a great ticket okay 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 <laughs> like many tickets maybe even uh but yeah, lurk, lurk and post, I think, uh, obviously great advice always. But yeah, uh, participating in those conversations, reading them, um, seeing what's going on is a great way to orient yourself. And actually right before, one hour before the dev chat, there is a new contributors meeting where you are free to ask any questions you may have right before the dev chat. So get there an hour early and start asking questions. That's a really good approach also. Awesome, awesome. Sounds like great advice. All right. So I think from the contributing to core part, like from the development perspective, I think we've gotten a pretty good uh, bead on some of the strategies. Um, I think super valuable tips. Um, if you want specifics on that, go to make.wordpress.org. You'll hear us say that about 10,000 times in this podcast. Um, but we want to switch gears now um, to the non-developers. And people don't realize there's so many opportunities there. Um, we've got a couple minutes before our next break, so I'm just curious, maybe we can dive into some of this, pick it up after the break, but what um, what are some of the main ways that non-developers can contribute back to WordPress? So I used to be a, I think I, in comparison to now, I think I was once a non-developer <laughs> and I was contributing to, to WordPress core even then. Um, there are so many different uh, segments of WordPress that are not focused on core. There's WordCamps, there's WordPress.tv, there's translations, there's design, there's the support forums. There's so many different places that you can, that you can contribute just by having knowledge of WordPress and how to use it. You don't need to be a developer. You can be a user of the software um, and yeah like I, I contributed one of my first contributions to WordPress core was design palettes color palettes for illustrator and I think that's really funny because I was working on a project at the time and this is the flow that I would recommend too is if you're working on a project that requires you to do something that's related to core find a way that you can take that work and contribute it back In in my case I was doing a mock-up of WP admin and I was like, oh, I need to figure out what all these colors are and I need to use them because I need to match my design to it. And I, I found that I was making the color palette and I asked them, I was like, hey, do we have Illustrator color palettes? And they're like, no, that'd be a great thing that we could have. Here are all the, pan or here are all the, the Pantone colors and all that. <laughs> and they're like, have at it. 
So that was a, an easy way to contribute. And all it took was asking, hey, do we have this? Do we need this? And offering it. So as a non-developer, like some of the key areas, I think the, the color palette example is really clever. And I think a lot of designers also think about this. And there's design contribution capabilities even beyond color palettes. Translations is a big one. There's translation days every year where you're able to contribute um, you know, snippets of text to help localize WordPress into whatever language. I mean, tons and tons and tons of languages in there. Um, there's uh, even like one, one another neat example I think that people often overlook, and I know the support team would be so thankful for this, is answering questions in the support forums. Just there's um, links if you go to uh, wordpress.org, um, there is documentation on it on kind of how to get involved, but if you look in the support forums, people are asking questions and no one is answering them. Yeah. And um, I've don't recall who's leading support now in org, but I recall in the past being asked like, do you have anyone that can help us answer these tickets? And that's actually a way I've given back personally in the past. Others here at WP Engine have also done the same thing. And I think that's another overlooked part. We're gonna dig into this more in a second. We'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. All right, guys, I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte? You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay, let us help you grow your business. Bailey? So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim! Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries into the 2019 International Web Award Competition. Sign up now at www.webaward.org. Web Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Awards site. And winners go to, well, you'll have to see for yourself. You can't win if you don't enter. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2019. Go to webaward.org and sign up today. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. We're covering an insider's guide to contributing to WordPress core in meaningful ways. Right before the break, we were covering some ways that non-developers can contribute to WordPress. Anthony, you were telling us about your color, power, color palette contribution. That's another tongue twister. <laughs> uh, we were talking about translations and uh, support and other things like that. And earlier, though, you mentioned that, you know, hey, look, we're, we're, we're camps are actually kind of a neat place to contribute. Um, what are some of the opportunities for volunteering at WordCamps? Yeah, there's there's tons. Uh, I, I personally like to focus on on the, contrib- uh, the, the contributor day, uh, volunteering there, just because I, I really enjoy getting people uh, excited about contributing to WordPress. I, I think that's that's where I get my spark is by helping people, not so much writing code. Um, so volunteering at a contributor day is great because they're for every one of those focuses, they need people to represent them. And you can't do that in all places at all times. We have very small teams on some of these components, so it's hard to have representation. So even being representation for a group uh, at a WordCamp is super huge. Uh, and also the WordCamps themselves need help. They need volunteers to to help facilitate things like lunch and, and all, of the, all of the great features of the WordCamp. Like there's a lot of behind the scenes work going on. Uh, and the way I'd recommend getting uh, involved is to find your local WordCamp uh, and 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 find the uh, the the leaders of that WordCamp, the organizers. And there's usually a page for that in the top menu nav of the of the WordCamp where you can find the 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 leaders and, and message them and just say, Hey, I, I want to help lead this. You could say, I want to help lead this. And they probably say, wow, I really like that initiative here. Here's a great job that would fit you. You know, like just reaching out and asking where you can help is, is a good way to get involved in a WordCamp. Yeah. There's tons of opportunities to your point. Like there's a huge volunteer core at each one, largely driven by those locally. Um, definitely tons of non-developer uh, opportunities to give back in that way. Um, you know, I think another thing that's often a, p- confuses people is this notion of contributor day. That doesn't mean that you're a WordPress core contributor. It's a day for contributing back to WordPress as a whole. There's no gate. There's no um, VIP person at the front making sure you have a pull request that's been merged. Anything like that. Anyone can go. Um, there are marketing subgroups. There are meetup subgroups. There are code subgroups. There are Um, all kinds of things that you can participate in there or lead. And I think the other thing is you think about those WordCamp jobs and you're like, oh, we need somebody to help us move water from here to there or help us with checking badges or things like that. I mean, even just those little contributions are super helpful. And I got to tell you, I'm going to WordCamp Europe. I know, Anthony, you're going to be there as well. A lot of you listening will also be there in June. Um, and I got to say, I'm having a really hard time scheduling meetings because everyone is volunteering. They're like, oh, I'd love to meet with you, but I got a really busy volunteer schedule. Uh, we'll have to figure out a way to squeeze something in. And these, these are people that own companies, big companies, successful companies, or are kind of influencers in their own right that are doing what they can do to contribute. And I mean, just pulling like pallets of water from one place to the other. Um, it's not always the, the glory days of contributing this awesome feature. Um, there's a lot of people that spend a lot of time and energy into that grunt work, and it's greatly appreciated um, by the community and those involved. I think, again, I think there is a commercial play there, even though that's not really the motivation I think most people bring to it. Um, but having that, you know, that goodwill, having those kindred spirits around you, having the opportunity to speak with them, even if you don't have a reason to, you know, be at that conference to like try to get business or anything, like just having those relationships can enrich you, not just personally, but also professionally. Um, I think that's another, another big point. Um, so 
Real quickly, um, what about a WordPress meetup? It's a little different than a WordCamp. Yeah, um, I was actually going to do a little plug for that. Uh, so meetup.com, you can you can actually search for, just type in the word WordPress on meetup.com and it'll, it'll give you the closest location that's having a WordPress-focused meetup. And sometimes it's not always WordPress explicitly. Maybe it's like a PHP meetup and they're doing a WordPress-focused session or something like that. But that's a good way for you to uh, get involved in the community. If you message those meetup organizers, I guarantee you they will find something that you can help with because it's typically only run by one or two people in these and, and, and I can speak for Austin and say that I know that there's only like two people running that and they need all of the help that they can get. That's a good point. There are official WordPress meetups, but as you pointed out, there are PHP meetups that also cover WordPress. That's another interesting way to contribute in terms of helping other people learn and just adopt the technology. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I will do this last plug. If you can't have time to contribute, if you don't have time to go to a WordCamp, you don't have time to do any of those things, go to wordpress.org forward slash donate and just donate some money. That money is used for the core contributors to get more time from those key folks and to support WordPress in general. So if you have the time to do this, just donate some money. Matt Mullenweg revealed how much was donated last year. Um, it was an abysmally low amount. So I would encourage you to go to wordpress.org forward slash donate. If you don't have the time, donate the money. So I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.